Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jansen. My guest today is Guy Kawasaki. He is the author of 10 books. I think now we can make uh, that 11. We can make that 12. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Including Enchantment, of course, which is uh, his last uh, bestseller. But uh, uh, today we are going to talk about What the Plus, Google for the rest of us. So, Guy, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me, John. So, first question, because you've become such an evangelist for Google Plus, you know, why do you love it so much? I love it so much because it's kind of the Macintosh of social media, and, and that can be taken many ways, okay? So let me explain how I, I view that. Um, I think it's better, but it has less use, and many people think that it won't succeed, just like many people thought that Macintosh wouldn't succeed in the mid-'80s. And so it occupies that same space of better, fewer people use, and the experts say we'll die. So that's you know that's deja vu for me, like Macintosh. Uh, but I'm I'm not you know particularly looking for underdog support. Um, I happen to think it's better because you can edit uh, the, the the nature of the inline pictures, the way circles work, Hangouts. There's just a lot of advantages to using Google Plus, and the comments I think come in in larger quantities, and they are better comments. Yeah, now I've experienced that, and I certainly know you have as well. But I mean, is is there a little bit of a bias? Again, I'm I'm thinking of the typical small business owner that comes up to me and says, "Well, first off, it's just another thing I got to do," and secondly, uh, yeah, the people with big followings or that are in tech really get a lot of engagement. But I'm a you know a remodeling contractor or something. I mean, it's not you know, do I need to be on that? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, it's not clear that the remodeling contractor is getting a million, you know, a million followers on Facebook and Twitter, right? So let's just you know, keep everything relevant. Um, I I think that the way to approach Google Plus is that it is a very good bet. Um, if if Google Plus were two guys in a garage or two gals in a garage with half a million dollars in seed financing. You know, it's not clear to me I would be telling you to jump on it, but it is Google, and they have incorporated Google Plus posts into search now. So if someone, you know, conceptually, if someone were to go to Google and type in, um, you know, I don't know, refurbishing pool, um, it's conceivable that, you know, your article about the 10 steps to take to refurbish a pool would show up in that search because of Google Plus. And I think that's very powerful. I'm not saying it's, you know, optimized and, you know, and, you know, just rocking right now, but boy, you know, you'd be pretty foolish to bet against Google. Uh, there, there are a lot dumber bets in the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and and they're you can tell they're experimenting with this this integration. Some some good, some bad. I think I, I've had instances where I'll log out of of Google and just type the word, particularly for like one word searches, the word marketing, and yeah. instead of showing me ads, it's showing me people's Google Plus profiles that they think are related to marketing. And I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> if you could yeah, show no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Same thing for me for venture capital. You need know, type in venture capital, and I might show up in the right sidebar. Wow, you know, I, I mean, for once in my life, I can get my mind around anything that has to do with SEO. I mean, this is SEO that makes sense, right? So, 
if you post stuff in Google Plus about a topic, when people search for that topic, you might be, you know, promoted to them. <laughs> wow, you know, that makes sense, right? And it's Absolutely. not the black magic of traditional SEO. Yeah. So, so I think anybody that's even casually wandered in kind of gets the concept of circles and, and, you know, grouping people by interests and, and even the idea of, of, you know, the stream is sort of very similar to say a status update on Facebook or something. But uh -huh. um, one of the things you do in this book that I particularly like is that you, you do explain those basic things, but then you, you, because you're such a, a user um, of this uh, tool, you, you do a really good job of, of kind of giving some best practices and, and what I might call power tips. So what are some of those when it, when it comes to, to circles and making circles and using circles and, and getting the most out of your stream? What are, what are some of those more advanced or, or power learnings well, that you've had? Sure. Well, the concept of a circle is that you can organize people that you receive content from and you send content to according to interests or categories like your colleagues, your family, your hockey friends, your photography friends. And and that alone is very powerful for you to be able – you can also, using a slider mechanism, you can ratchet up how much stuff you get from that circle or you can silence that circle. Yeah, and I want to so focus on one thing you said to make sure people get this too because I, I see most people just looking at this as my way to broadcast to a circle. Uh -huh. and, and I think that idea of from – so, so you can drill down and listen only to a small group too. I, that's the part I don't see as many people doing. Yes, yes. So, you could you could be in a mood one night to only hear from your hockey friends. So you could turn down your family, for example, uh, and, and that is very powerful. Uh, and. You know, I, I was I was in Canada last week, and quite frankly, uh, I, I was trying to watch the NCAA basketball game, and I had to turn down the <laughs> hockey. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, different strokes for different folks. That's right. So that's that's one power tip. Uh, another power tip is as people post on Google Plus, and I think really anywhere now, every post should have a picture or a video. Everyone. I mean, there should be no pure text post at this point. Uh, I think that the the world just expects eye candy with it. And well, and, yeah, the, and I think that you watch people. I mean, it's why Pinterest, I think, is so popular. It's this whole mm -hmm. idea of visual scanning is how we consume content. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And Pinterest is a very interesting experiment. Uh, it does some things even better than Google Plus. And you know, one of the uh, objections to Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus is that if you follow someone like me, I post about hockey, I post about cars, I post about social media, I post about venture capital, I post about entrepreneurship, you know. Strange, strange, strange pictures of yeah. bugs. I mean. Strange pictures of bugs. <laughs> right. um, I post a lot of stuff. And so one of the beauties of Pinterest is that you can say, all right, so I like Guy so much, I'll look at everything he posts. That's you know, you can follow all of Guy. Or Guy has also subdivided his posts into the cars, the social media, the gadgets, and the insects. And so I have these separate boards. And you can say, well, I like you, Guy, but I only like your car posts. I don't like your social media posts, so I'll only follow the Guy um, posts about cars. And did I say that right? And... Uh, that's a way that that is done better 
than Google Plus, if yeah. you ask me. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be a hard thing for Google Plus to build in, I suppose, is some sort of tag filtering system. Um, you would think, I mean, but what Google Plus has to do more than ever right now is to uh, document and create APIs so that people can post and do things, you know, at their own sort of leisure um, so that third-party apps can work with right. it. I mean, think of all the third-party right. apps that Facebook right. has, and there are zero face, uh, third-party apps right. for Google Plus right now. Yeah. Um, so you'd get a lot more. They'd get a lot more content if, say, it worked with a, a buffer um, app or something that that would allow yeah, you to read your read your oh, whole RSS feed and and post throughout the day. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're. This music to my ears. First of all, a disclosure: I advise Buffer, so I have conflicted. But you know, if if your listeners haven't heard of Buffer, what Buffer enables you to do is create a quote unquote buffer of posts that will go out at a time you specify. So let's say your your readership happens to be most active from 8 a.m. Pacific to 8 p.m. Pacific. So you can just find a lot of stuff to post, put it in the buffer, and then when 8 a.m. rolls around, it starts pushing these things out according to how often you want them to go. And then when 8 p.m. rolls around, it stops posting and it waits till the next day. That, I mean, that is my dream application for Google+, Plus because I've noticed that when I post... Uh, late at night Pacific time, I get a ton of crappy comments because, not to be racist or anything, uh, Southeast Asia is up. And when Southeast Asia is awake, you get a lot more crap. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I hadn't really analyzed it like that, but the, 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 that's interesting. Now, I'm a, some of my listeners and readers have certainly heard of Buffer because I'm a big fan as well. In fact, I've been on Leo about the... Uh, uh, the whole Google Plus integration, but he he does keep telling me it's 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 on their radar. It's not their fault. Oh, it, yeah, it's not their fault. And and you know, um, imagine if you could buffer with Pinterest too, because yeah, I mean, that would be very useful. That I could pin, pin on at a time that I wanted to pin. Yeah. Uh, also, would be useful. Yeah. And I think just for me, it, it, one of the values is just that I have a routine of, of I scan all my RSS feeds at a certain time of day. And, and so that's when I want to point out all the stuff. But obviously, I don't want to flood everybody with all that stuff at 7 a.m. in the morning. Right. It's just, I have the same problem, John. When I wake up, I just put a flood out. And I know I'm killing people. But, you know, what? You know, I've, I've tried these manual techniques where I'll open up a new browser window and I'll set everything up. And then I'll go, you know, leave that open till the next morning or something and then post the next morning and try to spread it out. But then usually what happens is I, re- I, don't, I don't remember and I quit Chrome, right? So now all the windows are gone. All the drafts are gone. I mean, it really is a pisser. Yeah. So... <laughs> but you, you know, let's uh, let's go back to Google Plus. The uh, one of the uh, the most intriguing features, I think, when it came first was announced uh, for Google Plus was Hangouts, and I don't really see, and maybe you have a different experience. I don't really see people getting a lot out of that or maximizing. It. Are are there people that are using those wells well, or let me flip it around and say, you know, have you discovered a way that you could share with us that that makes sense on on the best to get something out of those? Well. For a person who's trying to broadcast something, it is a very effective thing. Uh, I, I've done several of them, and now you can go beyond just the nine people who are hanging out with you. You can do this on air, and it'll be archived to YouTube. So this is a way to have 
sort of a small group discussion that all the people who use YouTube can watch. And so that is pretty powerful. I mean, this, you know, it's like Skype on steroids. And, and you uh, initiate that actually through YouTube, right? Um, you initiate it through Google+. And, but you, you, it's called Hangouts on Air. Okay. Okay. So that's if for somebody like you, John. I mean, let's say that you wanted to do a hangout, and the topic was social media. So it's me and you and Mari Smith and Robert Scoble. So it's the five of us, you know, who are in the hangout. But anybody can watch, yeah. and anybody can, of course, watch the the YouTube archive. I mean, I you can't do that with Skype very well. No. So it is a very powerful thing. Yeah, that's uh, I I have to I have to admit I've not utilized it, uh, but but just what you described there, um, I, I would you know I would think would be a great use of the technology. Um, so I'm going to have to do that more. So next time next time we do this, uh, we'll we'll do it through a hangout. Um, yeah. All right, do that. What's that? We'll oh, do that. We'll do I that. like all right. that. Yeah. All right. So um, another question, of course, people: How do I get more people to follow me? Follow. Well. Uh, this is a very simple thing. The, the key to getting more people to follow you is to post good stuff. And uh, the, I have a tip for you, conflict, con conflict again. The way to find good stuff, uh, I have a website called Alltop that we aggregate news by topics. And so what I do is I particularly like cars and gadgets and tech and social media and NPR. Um, so every night I go to those all top topics and I look for interesting things that I earmark to post the next day. And so the key to getting followers is to post good stuff. I, I call this the NPR model um, because, you know, tying it back to duct tape marketing and small business. So in my mind, NPR provides great content 365 days a year. The reason why we tolerate the telephones and even send money during the telephones is because they have earned the right to promote to us these telephones because they have such great content. So that's the model people should have in their minds. I provide such great content about home improvement, about you know cooking, about clothing, about whatever it is that you want to be an expert in, so that every once in a while, yes, you can promote your restaurant, you can promote your home improvement service, you can promote your marketing consultancy, because generally you're providing value so that you earn the right to every once in a while shove a promotion down people's throats. Um, that's the model I use. Yeah, and I, I I'm a big fan of Alltop as well, and and I will tell <clears throat> tell you one of the things, of course, is you know you've got on the whole page you can literally scan hundreds of of blog post titles at least, and it's and it certainly does drive home the value of the title, doesn't it? Yes, it sure does. I mean, you know, I I am into photography, and there's one guy, I. I don't know if it's Ken Rockwell or Ken Galbraith or one of these really famous photography bloggers. And the way he titles his posts are, you know, Thursday, January 15th, 2012. That's the name of his post, right? So, it, so if you look at his five stories, it's Thursday, January 12th, Friday, January 13th. It's like, what's the post about there, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you did you know that we just released an iPad app for all top? I did not. I did not. Yeah, yeah. Check I, that I, out. I it, makes it 
even better. Makes yeah. it even better. That's awesome. So um, when we were we were talking, in another thing that you know, kind of towards the back of the book, uh, I think it's an extra credit chapter. Uh, you you uh, reveal a very specific way to conduct polls on Google Plus, and I wonder if uh-huh. uh, this will be for the. This isn't even for that advanced user, but uh, this is one of those that that nobody else is really. I haven't seen anybody else talking about. It. You want to explain uh, how you do those? Okay, so. Um, let's say that you want to do a poll, and the reason why you'd want to do a poll is because it's very engaging, and people cannot resist voting, and you know whatever, right? Or well, I mean, I you, may, you know maybe you want to run a seminar, and you want to know the best topic for or title for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the price, best price point, or you know something like that, right? Right. So let's say let's use that that uh, let's use that scenario where you're thinking of running a seminar. And you want to know, well, what would a question, what would a really relevant question be for you for that? The topic? Yeah, I mean, maybe even the title. You know, would you be more likely to sign up for a seminar by the by one of these three topics or titles? Okay, okay. So let's say there's title A, title B, and title C. So what you do is you go on Google Plus and you pose a question, exactly as you said. You know, which is your favorite? Uh, name for the seminar, A, B, or C, right? And so you provide A, B, and C, and then you tell them, vote with a plus one, that's kind of like a like or a thumbs up, for your choice, A, B, or C. So what you do is you post that, and then you immediately go and you put a comment that is choice A, another comment that's choice B, and another comment that's choice C. And then you immediately turn off commenting. So only you have commented. You posted a question. You put the three answers as comments. You shut off commenting. And then the only thing people can do is plus one or like one of those three choices. So, so what you've done is you've created the question. You've shown them the answers. The only way they can vote is to plus one the one that they like. And then no one else can comment. No one else can add any other choices. And you watch the the the, the choices tally up. Uh, it's a very clever way to do a poll. And I didn't think of it. Somebody else did. And I just, you know, I like like Steve Jobs. I know what to steal. So. Um, yeah, there, that's the way to do that. Yeah, I, I just think it's brilliant too. I wonder. I wonder. And again, this is just conjecture. If that, you know, getting a lot of plus ones for your comments, which that does. I wonder if that has any impact on, on any sort of algorithm out there that, that Google is using to to uh, show or not show people stuff. Yeah, I, I think the theory is that um, as people search, that the products that they're, they have circled or they're somehow affiliated with that have been plus one by their friends should rise in the search results. I think that's the concept. But, you know, Google is this, this big black box, right? <laughs> you just, right, right. There, there are people who make a living trying to figure out, you know, what Google's trying to do. So I, I think that's the theory that yeah. a plus one by your friends and followers will make a search result more relevant and therefore better for you. Yeah, I, I think the problem is they're always experimenting too, which makes it even harder to uh, to pin down what yeah. they're all about. So uh, let's end, let's end I up. Swear, I oh, swear people are you know just 
they, they're dumpster diving at Matt Cutts's house. I mean, they stay in front of Matt <laughs> Cutts's house, yeah, and then yeah. every Wednesday when the trash man comes, they they look at Matt Cutts's you know recycling. <laughs> printing and stuff. Matt yeah. Cutts is the Google yeah, guy right. who does search. So. Yeah. yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, let, let's let's end up today. Are there any tools that you use to help you? I know there are a lot of Chrome extensions. I've seen you write about a yeah. few. I mean, any, any you want to share kind of your your favorite yeah. couple of um, tools for using? Yeah. I think the, the two favorite Chrome extensions that I have, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why Google doesn't just build this functionality in. So one is called Replies and More. So this means that whenever you see someone comment or someone has a post, you can click on the uh, reply button, and what it will do is it will plus mention the person back right. uh, in the reply, and that is so useful. The reason why a plus mention is so useful is because a person who's been plus mentioned will get a Gmail email saying, you've been mentioned, you should go check this out. And you can do this manually by typing in plus and then the, spelling out the person's name. But this Chrome extension called Replies and More uh, does that automatically just by clicking on the word reply. The second Chrome extension uh, is a, a thing called, uh, I think it's Nuke. It's N-U-K-E. Let me look on my computer to get the, the exact name. Um, and and what Nukem is it Nukem? Let me just see here. It's called uh, Nuke Comments on Google Plus. And uh, what Nuke Comments on Google Plus is the trifecta of getting rid of spam. So what it does is it blocks the person, it reports the person, and it deletes the comment in one click. And that is very useful. So. So well, just I, I, I wouldn't find that useful because I never get any uh, irritating comments on mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, you're just a better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Guy, you have done a little bit of a, of a different experiment with putting this book out. It's a it's uh, currently yes. a sponsored um, publication. Is that the right way to characterize um, it? No, you know, it really is an ebook. It's available on iBooks, Kindle, and Google Play. But, yeah, John, you know, one of the beauties of being your own publisher is you can cut all kinds of funky deals that a New York publisher would just have freaking cardiac arrest about, right? right. So I, I licensed 6,000 copies to Samsung uh, for a buck and a half each. Now, could you imagine going to your publisher and saying, I want to license the electronic version of my $26 book for a buck and a half? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they wouldn't even... <laughs> answer that email. Right. Um, so this is the kind of thing you can do when you self-publish. And and also, I, I've run these things where uh, I like the Photoshop world people, so I did a deal with them where they could offer uh, the conference attendees a free copy of my book. And I, I didn't even charge them. I just did it because of my pure love for Photoshop. Uh, and so... You and I just you know I've probably given away ten thousand PDFs of this book already, but I've noticed a very interesting thing is that you would think that that would cannibalize sales, but it seems like every time I give more away, I sell more. It's really strange. Um, yeah, I, partially. I, I know I've heard other people that that have yeah. done similar things uh, have that same sort of revelation. 
or or maybe it's just wishful thinking. But well, one thing is I'm giving away the PDF, and if you want the Mobi or EPUB version where you can change the font size and you know the chapter, the table of contents flows with the font size and all you know lots of things, right? Um, that's not what I'm giving away. I'm giving away straight dead PDF. So a lot of times people get the straight dead PDF and say, oh, I'd rather read this in Kindle and have all the bookmarking and you know tracking various device furthest page read. So they and so they go and they you know spend three bucks and get the real thing. So the the way I priced it is it's less than a Starbucks grande latte. So you know when people complain to me, I said, listen, just drink one less latte, okay? Don't bug my don't bust my chops for three bucks. Well, you know, books. I mean, obviously three dollars, but even books at ten and twelve dollars, I think, is the best investment you can make. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'll tell you a funny story, John. So, um, I re- I recommended a book on my blog uh, or my Google Plus. It's called a hundred design tips or something like that, right? So apparently. The the ebook price was two dollars more than the paper price, which you know honestly makes no sense at all. But forget it, right? So the price was I don't know seventeen ninety five on paper and nineteen ninety five on ebook. And so one guy complains and says, you know, I'm not going to buy the book because it's why should it cost more as an ebook than a paper book? And I said to him, you know, hey, I understand you're you're upset about that, but back off here and think about it. So. The goal of life is to be successful, and you know, and in this case, to be successful, you need more page views, and to get more page views, you need a better user interface. So, what are you going to do? You're going to tell your kids and your wife, "Well, we could be richer, except that I, I absolutely refuse to pay two bucks more for the ebook version rather than the paper version." So, you know, you have to have less clothes, and you have to eat less food, and you have to do that because I'm going to save two bucks. I refuse to pay two bucks. I mean. You know, look at the forest, not at the trees. On on principle, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. So I I think one of the messages of small business marketing, duct tape marketing, evangelism, all this stuff is the goal is to succeed. And very few people succeed their way to life by saving two bucks at a time. I mean – Amen to that. <laughs> well, Guy, it's always great to catch up with you, um, and and really, I, I I love the book, you know, and and I mean, I I really think that one of the things that's tough to do in any of these kind of new tools and social media is is to write something that that maybe somebody just getting started can get something out of, but then also somebody who feels like they know a thing or two can get something out of too, and, and I think you've done that with the book. Well, thank you, thank you. All right. Well, we'll we'll probably bump into you out there on the road somewhere, and uh, All right. you, you, you check later. care. Bye now. All right. Thanks.